0: Here we go, rejecting the screen. Noah Kozlov out here on the East Coast, out on the West Coast is Adam Stenko. We're going to get to his situation in a moment. Plus, an open gym, a Fortnite story, and Woj v. Rosenthal, and the Warriors defense. Yikes, as expected. Thank you all for listening to the episode with Ryan Rusillo, also Sam Mitchell. This week in Going Iso on Thursday, that's our long-form interview every Thursday, we'll have 17-year vet Richard Jefferson, the recently retired Richard Jefferson. You see him on every single TV screen now. And we do ask him if he's coming back in February and March. Spoiler alert. Yeah, right, I'm not going to tell you. you got to listen on Thursday. That's Going Iso with Richard Jefferson rejecting the screen here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Adam, you're out in San Francisco, and there are fires raging. You don't have any power. What's going on?
1: Yeah, so we live in Marin County, which is just north of the city, and it's it's weird because Marin is sort of this bubble, both uh, socially as yeah. well as uh, just the the landscape of it. Because essentially, what you've got is is water to the east and west, and San Francisco's to the south, and then to the north of us, you start to get up into uh, Sonoma County, and that's where the f- fires are right now. And so what they've essentially done is just PG&E, the local electric company, has shut off power in the entire county. The entire county is without power. And so again, because you can't really travel east and west, it's just the county. The only places you can go are north and south. So south is the city, which is where we're recording this podcast now, because it's the only place I had electricity. North is, is where the fires are. Throughout the entire county, Noah, there is not a single light on anywhere. The stores are all closed. It's not like you can just go to dinner somewhere. Uh, you know, the weather is, is moderate. So that really hasn't been too bad. A little chilly in the house, maybe. But all in all, it's remarkable just the idea that, you know, people can't shower and can't bathe and that it was this, it was a determined um, electricity shutoff. It, it was predetermined that they were going to do this because the argument is from the electric company that their power boxes, are susceptible to causing fires and making things worse. So that's the reason that they that they shut it off. And there's a lot of people who argue on the flip side that, well, that's not really true, that it's just them trying to save their own butts and it's just a PR move and all that kind of thing. But regardless, it's been wild. And, and the funniest part for me, there was a family yesterday. Uh, so this was on, uh, well, there's a family over the weekend, I should say, that was having a, a birthday party for their kids. And they did it. At this facility, which didn't have power, but at least it was indoors and the weather was fine. So they decided to still have the birthday party. And inside this facility, they had a bounce house brought in and put in. Well, the only way a bounce house gets the air in it is, (laughs) you know, it's not that people are blowing this bounce house up (laughs) there itself. So They needed a generator. So one of the most impossible things to find in Marin County right now with all these people without power, it's been a few days now. I mean, we're now on uh, day three without power and we won't have power tomorrow, I think. Uh, Everyone is looking for generators, you know, all the food's going Uh, bad in their fridges, all this. And they're using a generator at the birthday party to get the bounds house (laughs) to have air in it.
0: Oh, I love people. You you, you know what I would have done just based on principle? I would I would have keyed the bounce out and just poked a hole in it <laughs> on principle with kids in it. Kids. sure. To be honest, that you know,
1: look, we, we we live a pretty lucky life in in here in in Marin County. It's a beautiful place and like I said the weather's always great. So, in a way though, the trickiest part for you when you're without power for a few days is somehow finding a way to entertain your kids. So, we were actually super grateful that they still decided to go ahead with this birthday party, and it also tells you that that's how stressed Parents get that they would rather have the birthday party than reschedule it down the road. They'd rather have the birthday party with no electricity whatsoever. And uh, so thankfully, the bounce house guy uh, grabbed us a generator.
0: And, and no one can tell that you're doing this podcast from a bathroom to Starbucks since they have power somewhere. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. All right. So on the locked on NBA show preseason, all division previews, we provided tomorrow's headlines today. And some of them were tongue in cheek playing into what we thought would be the headline as a joke. Others we actually thought, you know what, this this will happen because of what we know about the team. A few of them have already come to fruition. So I'm going to read off just the few that have come to fruition already. And then we're going to take a look at some of yours because they've also born true already. One, Pacers, forty-seven and a half. Yeah. And we're recording this on a Monday. It's going to be tough to get the 47 and a half wins. The Knicks, they got what for KP? Those are, I live in New York City. Those are the headlines. The Hawks, Chandler Parsons, DNP Atlanta. Now, I'm not saying he's not playing. Adam, because he's in Atlanta, but he hasn't played yet. Hasn't played yet this year. The Warriors. This defense is awful. And indeed, the defense is awful. And the Bulls. The Kobe White restraining order. I mean, Ryan Rousseau last week said that you were on the Mayflower of guys at ESPN who thought he, what he was doing was, was good stuff. Right, so, so you were on the Mayflower, the Nina, the Santa Maria, for what Kobe White could be. And he already is. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, that is all true. And, and uh, I think the, the restraining order needs to be prepared, which, which uh, we'll get to that in a moment. But, but Noah, I, th- I take a look at your list of things that have already come true. But the Pacers one, to me, is really fascinating. I mean, people were talking about this Pacers team, myself included, as being a competitor in the East. And right now, you look at their defensive numbers completely struggling. It's not like uh, we have a huge sample size, but just enough. I mean, this team is, as we record this, is coming off a game in which they gave up 110 to the Cavs. Uh, We knew that they would have some interesting pieces on offense. Obviously, Malcolm Brogdon is playing out of his mind right now. And even in spite of that, this team is disappointing in their first couple of games. Uh, you talk to Sixers fans, they, they said that T.J. McConnell would be the greatest thing since sliced bread, that the Sixers <laughs> couldn't afford to lose him, and that would be this huge difference maker for the Pacers. Obviously, that has not been the case.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the, the T.J. McConnell tribute video. That's actually one of the <laughs> tribute videos that is actually deserved around the NBA.
1: Yeah, no question. So
0: when it comes to my headlines uh,
1: that have come to fruition, and I had to stretch for some of these because I, I wasn't as strong as as you were but uh, the atlanta hawks youth movement makes hawks surprise team in the east we've already seen that from from what trey Trey's young off. and company are doing he's been unbelievable uh, okc shea gilgis alexander learning so much from from cp3 uh, we've actually even seen this from chris paul himself he's talked about about shea gilgis alexander and the start that that he's had uh, the Clippers continue to put off Paul George's return. Now I was talking about down the line when Paul George comes back from those shoulder surgeries, but really it's applying now and that everyone is on the Clippers bandwagging uh, and they they can't get over how good the Clippers have been in the early season. Uh, and the Timberwolves sneaky good on league pass, a term that that you and I can, can talk about too. <laughs> uh, they have been awful impressive early on, uh, even Andrew Wiggins, but Carl Anthony Towns looks like an MVP candidate. And the Bulls, Kobe White should be the starting point guard, which falls in line with what you were just saying about uh, my headline, or your headline early on, that I need a restraining order because I am so obsessed with Kobe White and the future is so bright.
0: Right, and it's because you were there during the draft workouts with Don McClain. So it's not just like you like them from afar. You've been up close and personal, as, as disturbing as that sounds. So for three games, and we record this on a Monday, Through three games, he's nearly 17 points, five rebounds, three and a half assists, and 26 and a half minutes per game. And I want to read you this quote from Darnell Mayberry in The Athletic from Jim Boylan, their head coach. He came over to me on a free throw and he said, hey, let me set the screen on this one. I think they're sticking to me. It doesn't happen with a 19-year-old kid at our level like that when you're thinking not about yourself, but how he can help the team in that moment, in that situation, with what he'd been doing in the game. That's big time. So mature, I don't know if you learned that from Don, or that's just the way that he's always been, but mature beyond his years at nineteen, and he's taking full advantage of the opportunity, exactly what you expect.
1: Yeah, no question. I mean, we he was a delightful kid, incredibly competitive, and the talent is just there. He's going to explode forty-two points in his his first two games. Uh, which is the second most ever for a bull to to start their career. He tied Mitchell Wiggins, um, and uh, Luol Deng. I think has the the Bulls record with forty three, but but forty two points in his first two games. Pretty remarkable. All
0: right, so we knew that the Warriors defense was going to be awful. That was the tomorrow's headline today. Oh, it is, and Draymond knows it. But just how bad is it? Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of 3 dollars or more at Indochino.com when entering Locked On at checkout. The defensive rating for the Golden State Warriors, 124.3. Dead last by a mile. Next, the Charlotte Hornets at 117.3. So this is through two games for the Warriors, as we record this on a Monday. Opponents' field goal percentage is 59%. 59% opponent's field goal percentage. Now, the Warriors' upcoming schedule, Pelicans, you'll be listening to this after that game, then they're home for the Phoenix Suns. Can't lose at home to the Phoenix Suns. Then they're home for the Spurs, and then they're home for the Hornets. Draymond said it's awful, and he used a few other words. Adam, he said it's non-existent, and we don't even know what defense is. But then he also said, It's basketball. I'm not about to get down in the dumps. I'm just accepting reality. So I like that Draymond's honest about it. I like that he said his team effing sucks and that the defense is awful. And I know that they've gone to five straight finals, but this is a completely different team. But as a fan, don't you want to feel like the leader of the team? is a bit down in the dumps and is going to be doing everything he can to try to pull the team out of it. Because it seems like, as he said, I'm accepting reality.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was kind of interesting. I I got a chance to listen this week to, as we always do, promoting podcasts on on other networks. But the Woj Pod with Bob Myers and Draymond Green was like an hour-long therapy session for Myers and, and Draymond and it really was interesting to get inside Draymond's head and he was remarkable on that podcast and i have to give him credit uh because i've said some negative things about Draymond Green in the past and and just his his um sort of self-assessment is is pretty remarkable and he's he's an interesting really interesting guy to listen to but i in hearing that podcast what stood out to me was just sort of the drama that we see and we hear about and you know you get some insider tips about what might be going on and the relationships and things like that this team is spent and has been spent for some time just emotionally what they've put into to to reaching the finals and to pushing and the, the Kevin Durant just coming over to Golden State and them having sort of a cheat code and then him leaving and everything that's gone on with them drama wise has just been to the max and I knew they would look differently this year, and I thought offensively they would come together. Defensively, I didn't think they'd be good. I didn't think they'd be the worst defensive team in the league. But you combine that with this team mentality that just sort of feels like we've accepted this idea, and that's exactly like you're hitting on, this idea that we're just not very good. And they're accepting of that. I mean, the... They're giving up the most points. They, they, they're giving up the entire Steve Kerr era. This is just a team that's lacking depth right now. They lack the ability to shoot. Uh, Steph Curry, who I thought was going to have an MVP season, he has scored, but no one else is providing a scoring punch. D'Angelo Russell is shooting at a poor clip, which he know, we know he can do it on occasion. Draymond Green's not offering anything on the offensive side and looks tired defensively. I just think in general, Things are going to get really, really bad. And the one question that I have for you, Noah, is just what do you make of the demise of the dynasty? It, and, and did you think that it was going to happen as quickly as it happened?
0: Well, I also don't think it's fair, though, to call it a demise of the dynasty because Clay's hurt. Because if Clay's there, I think it changes everything because he's as good point. Strong, of, strong of a defender and as outstanding of a shooter as there is in the game. So and I think the the clay identity of the team is really missing. The clay wouldn't allow this type of thing to happen. Yeah, their bench, no matter what, whether clay is there or not, the bench is hard. But I but I don't I'm not gonna say the demise of a dynasty when it can be when they could have a down year and rebuilt. But I am interested in the the referendum that we know is coming at him is can Steve Kerr coach? So is this season a referendum on Steve Kerr as a head coach. Those conversations are coming and I can already hear, I can already hear Jeff Van Gundy railing against this with Mark right. Jackson, with Mark Jackson sitting next to him <laughs> on an ABC broadcast, whether it's a Warriors game or not, because I know it's going to become a conversation.
1: Yeah. You know, and it's the other one that's come up and I've already heard it is, is a referendum ag- against whether it's, you know, Steph Curry can play when he's not playing with a bunch of superstars, which that one should already have been put to bed based upon what the guy has done throughout his career. I mean, enough with that, please. That's just from people that really are just haters for what the Warriors are. But, but the other one for me, not just Steve Kerr, which you know is coming, the other one for me that's very interesting for this season is, is just Draymond Green in general. It was okay in the past for Draymond to have these games where he went, you know, two for nine or something, have 10 points, and still dominate the game in so many ways. And we would always ask the question, what would Draymond Green look like on a mediocre team? What would he look like on a lousy team? Would he lift them up to another level? Or would he just become a guy who's a pretty good, actually outstanding defender, uh, one of the best in, in this generation? but really not adding a whole bunch. I mean, the passing ability, does that come as a result of having all these great shooters and very talented guys? That was an interesting one for me. So, and I, look, Draymond doesn't have to answer the questions that I'm asking, but I am curious as this season goes along, what kind of leadership we're going to see from Draymond and what kind of offensive production we're going to see. from him.
0: And I, rec- I recommend everybody listening to Lockdown Warriors with Charles Hamilton for mm-hmm. full breakdowns every single day on what's going on with the Golden State Warriors. But you bring up an interesting point. In the era now of duos, or at least the year of duos, this is a conversation I had with Howard Beck on SiriusXM NBA Radio a few weeks ago. Now that we're in duos, when we had the Warriors, I remember when the Warriors got KD, my first thought was, okay, well, now they they can handle the one big injury. Because if you lose one of the three, that's okay because you have the two. But now that you've got twos everywhere, if you lose one, then the conversation is going to start to become, well, this guy is only that good because he has the other guy. How really good is Steph now that he doesn't have play there and he doesn't have Kevin Durant? Again, I I know we we like to have these types of conversations because we like getting ahead of it. Because again, we know it's coming.
1: And and one last thing on the Warriors, I would yeah. say this just to be fair, because I know we'll hear about it otherwise, is. It hasn't just been Clay, as you point out, and that's it's a great point. Also, Alec Burks, Willie Cauley Stein, Gavon Looney—they've dealt with some other injuries in their first couple of games. So we could see a team that looks a little bit better. We could see a team that's deeper. Uh, but of course, you know, injuries are part of the game, and it's just the—I think what you and I are both pointing to—not just the atrocious defense, but the overall look of this team and how different they just
0: look in general. All right. So coming up in open gym. All you did was tell me to say Fortnite, and you had a story. I'm intrigued. Plus, Ken Rosenthal v. Adrian Wojnarowski. In Open Gym, we just roll the ball out, and we can get into anything we want. Sometimes life, other times it's some other topic related to hoops. We're going to get to Fortnite in a moment. I've got no idea what Adam has. I'm going with Ken Rosenthal. V. Woj. Now, Game 5 of the World Series. We're recording this on a Monday. Game 5 of the World Series is on Sunday. Sunday afternoon, Ken Rosenthal tweets that Max Scherzer is scratched from Game 5. So Max Scherzer, who is a all-time, at least for this era, competitor, battles through everything. Max Scherzer, three-time Cy Young Award winner, gets scratched. And this is being broken by the, or at least how I first saw it, from the foremost insider in Major League Baseball in Ken Rosenthal. So at last check, that tweet had 169 likes, 521 retweets, or 169 comments, 529 retweets, and 1,500 likes. And my thought was, that's low. Three-time Cy Young Award winner pitching a Game 5 in a 2-2 series. So my thought was, what does this tell us about Major League Baseball in on the on the the social consciousness? where does it fit in? And I was like, wait a second. We'll just tweets blow this stuff out of the water? So I didn't want to look at like the, the breaking the news of DeAndre Ayton or anything like that. Okay. So I looked at Toy and Prince's two year $29 million extension (laughs) to try to go full opposite of a three time Cy Young Award winner getting scratched (laughs) for game five of the World Series. 177 comments, 837 retweets, and 4,600 likes. Wow. So that tells you where the NBA is against Major League Baseball. Woj
1: could literally say anything and it would. It would be uh, a viral.
0: So that's the thing. I didn't want to say. I didn't want to do like a, a Rachel Nichols basketball tweet. Yeah. Like, when he, yeah. He like basketball. <laughs> like I actually went with. I actually went with news. Yeah. Like he broke. He broke news. But it would happen to be the Torian Prince two-year twenty-nine million dollar extension. And I, I, I would bet that fifty percent of our listeners don't even know Torian Prince plays for, and that was a two-year twenty-nine million dollar extension with the Brooklyn Nets. Ken Rosenthal is breaking news about the game five start in the world series. And he's a three time Cy Young award winner.
1: And before anyone chimes in and says, well, baseball fans may not be as heavy on, on Twitter. I would say that people now use Twitter as one of the primary, like it or not sources of where they get their breaking news from immediately. And so that's why I think that's a fair comparison. And it's remarkable to see what, the Torian Prince news does compared to the Max Scherzer
0: news as a guy that doesn't watch any baseball whatsoever at this point, that is completely remarkable for me. A friend of mine went to prom with him, went to senior prom with him back home in, uh, in Missouri, but that's besides the point. Okay. Fortnite. Yeah. So
1: I have 15 and 13 year old daughters as I've, I've spoken about before. I also have a two year old son and, and a baby on the way for, uh, family and friends who I haven't broken that news to. There you go.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> baby girl on the way. There you go. Baby girl on the way. Um, the, so we have an, an Xbox at, at the house and my oldest daughter, Avery, who's 15, wanted to uh, play Fortnite. And so as she was like trying to get this thing set up, she hadn't played it on the console before. And as she was setting it up and playing, she put in her account and realized some of her friends from school, I mean, guys that she knew, sophomore in high school, knows these guys, but not well, but some of these guys were on there. Well, I I guess we didn't realize there's like a microphone on the Xbox. So all of a sudden we hear these guys talking and she, like most teenage girls that I've been around at at that age, you know, is somewhat shy around these boys that she hears talking. And so she's like, oh my, this is, Julian and this is Jack, and this, you know, and she's listing these names off and she's whispering it to me because she doesn't want them to hear. And I'm like, hey, so who's out there? Who is uh, Astro 29 or what have you? And now, at first, it's a joke, then realizing there's a microphone on the Xbox, and they're like, who is that? Who's talking to us? Who's this guy? Oh, no. And quickly, oh, no. it turned into wait a minute, I think that's Avery Stanko's father. Like, because they realized they were the only ones that were there. <laughs> Avery's name, they understood. So they realized it wasn't Abe. And so I was acting like my daughter wasn't there. And at first she was loving it. And I, oh, no. you know, was going through and the guys are being kind of funny. And meanwhile, the best part is they're calling me Mr. Stanko.
0: So <laughs> yeah, right. this is creepy. This whole Mr. Thing.
1: Stanko. Okay. Uh, so, so we go through and, uh, I start talking to these guys and it was, it was kind of funny. And of course, within two minutes I had to tell them, um, you know, fellas, you know, I was asking them what they thought of my daughter, if they wanted me to fix them up with any of my daughter's Stop friends. It. Yeah, no, I did. Stop. I did. And oh then, and then I, you know, you got to make sure that the, the boys in the high school know that the, the father's presence is out there. You know what I mean? It's omni, yeah. omnipresent. But anyway, so I, of course, left the conversation with, hey, fellas, before, uh, before I let you go, I got to go in a moment. I go, rejecting the screen, make sure you subscribe <laughs> to the podcast. And I made them each look it up, <laughs> subscribe, rate, and review before I left.
0: So maybe they're some of the ones who have been leaving the five-star comments and ratings that we so appreciate. Absolutely. Did Absolutely. you say, because I know, I know you've told some family and friends, if, if you rate and review the podcast five stars, Kate will send you cookies. You you didn't say my daughter will go on a date with you, did she? Did you No, I I didn't
1: actually. I actually told them the same thing. I said if you rate review my my wife will uh will give you cookies. And I actually then gave out my address and I said if at any point you can prove it to me, you're more than welcome to stop <laughs> by the house. We will give you cookies. My daughter the 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 finishing touch to uh, the story putting trying. a bow on it. Next day my daughter goes humiliated to the high school because I'm sure this spread somewhat that the, the dad was was trying to play Fortnite with the You know, high school boys. Which now that I think about it, probably not the most appropriate thing. And as as she uh, entered school, one of them came running up and said, "Where's my cookie?" Well, at least
0: that's not a euphemism. Something in high school. (laughs) It might have been. (laughs) Rejecting the screen. Adam already told you to subscribe, rate, and review. So I'm not going to tell you that. What we're going to do is we're going to ask you just to simply share the podcast. Share the podcast, and when you share it with one of your friends, whether you do it on social media, email, text. Just say, these guys are entertaining or I learned this and then share it with a friend because we hope that you get something out of this. So now all we're hoping is that you share it with somebody else. You can follow Adam on Twitter at NaismithLives. I'm at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V. Coming up on Thursday, Thursday the long form edition of the program. It's called Going ISO. You can go back and listen to Sam Mitchell. You can listen to Ryan Russillo. They're evergreen, which means that most of the topics are not hampered by the date that we recorded. Coming up this Thursday is Richard Jefferson. Make sure you check out Fancy Basketball Show here on Locked On with Josh Lloyd, Hollinger and Duncan, Locked On NBA five days a week, and all of the local team podcasts, your team every day. Adam, stay safe, stay warm. Thank you, pal.
1: Appreciate it. And to everybody out there dealing with the fires in a much more serious way than I am, I I echo the same sentiments. Stay safe, and uh, our thoughts are with you.